0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Dance Teacher Pep Talk. I am your host, Amanda, and I am so glad you are here. This is a space for dance teachers and anyone interested in teaching dance who is looking for motivation and fresh ideas. As teachers, we spend our days motivating and giving pep talks to our students, and now this podcast is a pep talk just for you. We hope that it helps to ignite new ideas and even work through some deep dance-related thoughts before you head into the studio. Thank you for your support, and now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and happy Halloween. I hope that you are having a great day and a great start to your week. Today's episode is really different for Dance Teacher Pep Talk, but it's something that I've always been very passionate and curious about and thought it would be something fun to do today for Halloween. Before we get started... I just wanted to check in a little bit because we are, after Halloween, heading into a new month. And here it is also holiday season coming up. We have Thanksgiving in November and holiday season in December. And so for that reason, I am going to be cutting back to one episode per week in November and December. And I will be taking a break for the holidays, and more info will be coming up on that. But you will notice that the Dance Teacher Pep Talk podcast will only be coming out once a week. Here and there, I may drop some bonus episodes when I'm feeling like I have extra topics that I want to discuss, but they would be brief and short. And I'd also be adding some different topics and thoughts to the Instagram. So sometimes I may just choose to share my thoughts and whatever's going on through my head over on my story or um, saved to reels on or video on the Instagram page at dance teacher pep talk. So make sure that you're following us there if you haven't. And also with the podcast, make sure you're following on whatever platform that you listen to because you'll always get a notification when a new episode is available. And so with the changing of going to one a week, um, that this will help you to know when the episode comes out, because I'm going to want to say that the episodes will come out on Tuesday, but I think it all depends on how things are going. But I'll definitely keep consistent to one episode per week as we head into the holiday season ahead. So let's get into today's topic. So as I mentioned, this episode is going to be very different for the dance teacher scene, but... I'm wondering if it's gonna be able to help any of you the way that it has helped me. So before we get into it, today's topic is all about two things I'm very passionate about, one, being astrology, and the second being human design. And I'm going to start off right away by saying this episode is either going to be for you or it may really not be for you. And I totally understand if you decide not to listen through to this episode, um, but I do recommend maybe sticking it out for a little bit and see what you make of it because maybe you'll find something you connect with deeply in this episode and maybe you'll find things that make you curious and maybe make you want to learn more about this. This um, is, like I said, these are topics I'm very passionate about because they have helped me greatly. They've helped me not only in my personal life, but also in my working life as a dance teacher. And in my burnout episode, if you had a chance to listen to my burnout story, you might remember that I mentioned that something that really helped me to get out of my burnout was sort of this soul-searching journey that I went on, and it kind of went in part, honestly, All through my burnout maybe even like leading up to it a little bit too because I started to find these things and I started questioning purpose I started questioning what I was doing and that again that kind of like fed into the burnout that I was experiencing so for me astrology has been something I've always been super interested like ever since I was a kid you know I'd always love looking at the horoscope I remember sometimes like it would be in the newspaper Or like in my Seventeen magazine or whatever. But I always like really deeply connected with that. And I was always very interested in it. And so when I was going through my burnout, something that I learned about in astrology is that I was really going through this burnout period during what is known as your Saturn return. And your Saturn return happens every like 29-ish, 29 and a half years. And with that comes a lot of tests and obstacles, questions sort of like a rough time. And I was like, wow, this is literally what I'm going through. My burnout was during my Saturn return. And I feel that like more people that I've talked to about this or other podcasts that I've listened to, like this is actually a really common theme is that difficult obstacle type of scenario situations or burnout times tend to fall on these astrological significant eras. And so this was my Saturn return era. And I also know that, you know, you may experience this right before age 30, so I should say that too, that your Saturn return typically happens right before age 30, and it also happens before age 60, and, you know, I think about those two ages, specifically 60, I think, I'm only speaking on, like, personally what I see with, like, my parents and stuff, but, like, I remember, like, 60 being, like, a big, a big, like, questionable time, because, Retirement questions were coming up into the forefront, different thoughts about like what am I going to do with like this part of my life and things like that. So like I can see how 60 would also face different tests and questions, um, though I haven't experienced that yet. I'm just saying from what I've seen as an observer. And so that, the Saturn return and my burnout really sparked my interest even further. I went so deep into my astrology because a huge part of this, truly, I feel, is that So often, as humans, I feel like it's human nature to want to know more about ourselves. It's this constant seeking of Am I living my soul's purpose? Am I on the right path? Am I doing what I'm meant to be doing? And these are questions and things that I think is, like I said, it's just driven by human nature. It's that innate feeling of wanting to know yourself inside and out and to know your quirks and to know your loves and your dislikes and things like that and to just really get to know yourself. And though you can do that probably with a lot of like contemplative time and meditation and things like that, sometimes astrology can like give you a little bit of like a step into knowing yourself a little bit better. So understanding who we are, what our purpose is, our soul stories, I think is such a thing that we're always searching for. And it's funny because I don't think necessarily everybody has interest in this or like it might not be something that comes up for everybody all the time. But like for me, it's always been such a big passion of mine and it almost – it's like almost like my friends will come to ask me to like look up their chart or can you explain this or things like that and I have so much fun relaying that information with them and it also helps me get to know them more too but it's for some reason I've been sought out from time time and time again to can you look this over in my chart or can you explain this? And um I love doing it. It's like it's fun for me. So let's get into it. Let's talk about astrology. And I'm gonna start off by saying I am in no way at all an expert or even close to like a pro on any of these topics, but it's just something I have a lot of passion for. So with astrology, I will also I want to bring up this like preconceived notion about astrology because some people I've heard have said to me or in conversation that astrology is true because we make it be true it's almost like when we read something it's like we try to find ourselves in what we're reading so you know you might re- you might read something and that resonates with you about that sign and you think oh my gosh yes this is totally me this makes perfect sense i am exactly that or the other flip side of this too is like that you allow the sign to shape who you are like an example of this might be maybe i always blame my stubbornness on being a taurus sun sign but you know when it comes down to it like i could be stubborn whether or not i was a taurus sun and The characteristics and essences of who we are is really who we are. And if we see in these signs what resonates with us, then maybe it just helps us to develop further or to be more aware, like I said, of our quirks and things like that about ourselves and who we are as people. So if anything, I feel it just helps me to get to know myself more. And I don't believe that just because I read a statement about something in my and my chart, like if my if this sign is affiliated with this planet or whatnot, it doesn't mean that like I'm going to try to f- make what that statement is saying be true to me. I'm just going to look for what is true in the statement that I already know about myself. I'm not allowing it to shape who I am. I'm not going to change my life to fit my my um Mars sign even more or whatever. It just makes you like a little bit more aware of different tendencies that could be in your life. And so, if you're ever interested in looking up your astrology and your chart, what you would do is you would look up your birth chart, and there are so many chart resources online, but with your birth chart, you're going to need the date of your birth, the time of your birth, and the place of your birth. And I'll be honest, some signs in my chart, I don't always agree with, but it's just an understanding, and maybe i will have influence and power in my life at different times and different ways that, you know, that aren't currently present, but it's about getting to know it better. So, There are very rare instances, to be completely honest, where I've met someone and think, oh my gosh, they're not presenting at all as one of their big three signs. So the big three, if you're looking just to get a really brief Um, check-in of your chart, I'm going to talk about, like, the most important things that I tend to look at when it comes to soul journey and um, career and personal life. So the big three are your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. And like I said, it's very rare that I ever meet anybody, and, you know, after finding out their astrology or whatnot, like, that i think oh they don't resonate with any of those like i don't really think i've ever had that experience so going to the big three so the sun sign that's the one we know the most that's the one that you probably like you you know i'm born a taurus so i'm gonna look at the taurus horoscope or or things like that so the sun sign tends to be your core essence it really is like your i am statement so who you feel you are and your moon sign is your emotions the moon just I mean even if you think about like the moon it pulls the tide it pulls the water it changes the tide and things like that so like just like that it does the same thing to our emotions so when you think about the emotions within your body um, so the moon sign is like I said emotions how you handle your feelings and how you express yourself um, the rising sign is how you present to others, to the world. So though you may internally feel like a Taurus, you may present outward as something completely different. And I, getting to know these big three in my chart, it was like completely clear as day, like it I absolutely just felt, in a way, super validated for who I am as a person. So I'll just share that my my sun sign is Taurus. My rising sign is Virgo, which completely honest, I can see that 100%. And my moon sign is Gemini. And the other thing that's like so fun with this is, you know, I do this Like, you know, again, like for my friends or whoever asks, but I also ended up doing it for my daughter too. And it's so interesting because knowing what her big three are helps me also to like – in a way parent in different situations because she's a Leo moon. Leo is loud and proud and expressive and she has big feelings. And so I almost equate it like, okay, there's her Leo moon coming out. So it's like, I need to provide more of that grounding, gentle, nurturing energy that I have in my Taurus and Virgo that just kind of helps to support her through the big fiery feelings and expressive ways that she goes through things. So that's just one example of that. Now, if we can do that for our friends and our family – what does that mean also for the dancers in our classroom? I mean, obviously, we're not going to like start going through everybody's birth chart and stuff like that. But it's always interesting to me just to, you know, when we're seeing the birth dates of the dancers, like then associating, oh, okay, that makes a little bit of sense that they are, um, they're an Aries, okay, a lot of their behavioral tendencies make sense, or their personality or things like that. So it's just a fun way. Obviously, like they are not going to present completely as everything but it was funny because I remember one time I just like randomly started guessing and it was funny like how like accurate some of it was (laughs) like oh you must be uh, a Pisces you know you're super creative you are very emotional you're very connected you're very in tune with your friendships things like that like it's just funny how like you might start if you get interested in this, you might start seeing it in your students around you. So, like I said, the big three are important in that. Um, other placements that I look at to understand where you know, mess, you know it might be best suited for me, career or soul purpose-wise, is your North Node and your South Node. So, your North Node is where you are going. And your south node is where you have been. So it's like in this lifetime, you're making your way towards the north node. You are making your way towards those characteristics and qualities. And being aware of that can be really helpful and important too because it might be a huge part of your career. Like maybe there are tendencies that you have that you know that you need to break or shift or change and you're working your way towards that Other side of things because the north and the south node are always opposites of each other. So, for an example, for mine, my north node is in Pisces and my south node is in Virgo. So, for me, I'm extremely organized in a way that it almost like borderlines controlling at times. Everything has a specific place. It's almost like the perfection tendencies are coming out. And so, for me, like that is a big awareness because I Maybe I'm taking too much control over things. Maybe I'm not allowing things to flow. Maybe I'm trying to be like really rigid in the way that I'm setting things and I need to open my eyes in a more creative manner. So reaching to that aspiration of my Pisces North Node may shift my career in a way that I never anticipated, but yet it's something that could guide me there and then the last piece of the chart that i look at for career and soul purpose stuff is the midheaven sign and so you can always google these separately if it's difficult for you to find it within your chart but if you're looking up your midheaven The midheaven is the sign in the sky that is directly above you at the time of birth. So with that being said, it is like the highest pinnacle of your goals. It is the highest aspiration, the highest dream, and a lot of the time it has to do with career too. It is the path of what you are here to do. It is your sole purpose path. And so for my for midheaven too, because it might give you suggested career tracks. And so what I do with that is I think about taking the bits and parts of that, that resonate the most for you. And you may end up being like inspired about where it may be leading you to. For an example, maybe your midheaven sign has a lot to do with like beauty, aesthetic, fashion, um, you know, just overall beautiful things, and you think to yourself, okay, well, how does that apply to being a dance teacher? Well, just the fact that you're, you know, the pieces that you're setting, the that the art that you're creating the costuming that you're setting on your dancers um, that can be a part of it so i really do think there are ways to see how your midheaven works within the career path that you already have and maybe you'll find avenues in it that you never knew like for example what if maybe one of the what if your midheaven sign has to do with like um organization and like secretarial work and administration and like office duties and you don't do that yet and maybe Maybe you wanted to give it a try, asking your studio director about that because maybe there's a great fit for you somewhere and maybe you're going to find, you know, a place where you can really grow and prosper that you didn't know of before. And so I know I mentioned this too about, you know, finding my charts for my friends and my family and, you know, just understanding signs and others. And so like another example of this outside of our dancers too is, you know, even just like your fellow teachers and colleagues, your bosses even, you know, it's so funny because I look back at like my experiences as a student and the different teaching, you know, mentors that I've had over the years and their styles and the way that they approach things and the way they go about things. And it's so funny that like, I can connect so much of it to their birth date, their astrology sign. You know, one of my teachers was very intense, very fiery, very like, you know, passionate, super, super passionate, super fiery, and she's an Aries. And so much makes sense with that. So there are so many resources out there. It's just a Google search away if you're looking to want to go into your birth chart more for astrology. Now, we're going to talk about human design, and human design is not as commonly known I did not find human design until I went through my burnout, but it was something that resonated with me deeper than anything I've ever looked into in any of these like soul-searching types of avenues. It became almost like a validation of why I am the way I am, and I just connected so deeply to it. So, human design is a system again made off made off of your birth time place and date and what it has to do though is like so instead of it being like astrology where you have all these like signs and things like that it's like where your energies Yeah, I think that's the best way to explain it is the energy. It's where your energy centers are, where the energy of your life force is going and things like that, why you're wired the way you're wired, almost a little bit like about like your personality too, um, but definitely about like what energies you resonate and vibe with most. And so In human design, there is, at this time, five types, five energy types, and I'm going to just go through them briefly and just give a little bit on each. So the five energy types are manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I am in no way an expert or even remotely a pro at this. This is something that I just found three or four years ago that has been important to my life. And so at the end of this, I'm going to make sure I send you my favorite resources on this. But going back to the energy types. So a manifester. Uh, Manifesters are the people who really get things started. They initiate. They manifest. They are the vision of things. And the generators are the life force. You know, I've read somewhere they're almost like the busy bees. They are the workers. They are what is like bringing the visions to life kind of thing. They are doing the work. Manifesting generators also, they they give energy. They fuel, fuel the fire. They envision and they execute. Projectors. I am a projector, so I will be able to speak a little bit more on this, but projectors, to me, the way that I see this is they're like the observer. They can see energy, they see things that others don't see, they have sort of a wisdom deep within them about the things that they're seeing and observing, and they have a deep understanding for others and for different situations. And then lastly, reflectors, this is the uh, rarest energy type. Um, They are like, you know, reflector, they are a mirror. They see the world around them, and they reflect it back on others. So in a way, they're like a real truth shower, I feel. Um, So along with your energy types, there are also specific things within your chart that really help you to live in your most authentic life. So that's a huge part of the human design thing too, I feel, is that, you know, we are conditioned in society to really almost be like all the same. We're conditioned to like need to work the same, have the same amount of sleep, have the same health goals, and things like that. But human design shows you that that's not really ideal. That just because you are a generator doesn't mean that now the person next to you, a projector, has the exact same needs. In fact, it's very different. So for a projector, they do not need to work, or they should not be working as much as the generator, and they may need way more rest than other energy types. And you know, so just like an example of that. So you know, we're set up in a society where where there is a sameness, even though we embrace or we say we embrace uniqueness and differences. There is overall an expectation that the work week is Monday through Friday, nine to five. That the You know, and I'm just saying, speaking in general, because obviously that's not really our reality as dance teachers. But um, there's this expectation that, like, you know, the wheel keeps turning, and we're doing our part in keeping the wheel turning. But we don't all fit the same mold there is not that same sameness and so understanding who you're or who you are as an energy type i feel is so so important because it's going to help you to see like the way that maybe you should be living and maybe there are things that are really out of alignment with how you're living and maybe it's causing you burnout because that's the other part of it is when you're not living in your authentic self you're in what you're called your not self and there are different themes of that for different energy types but for an, for a projector it's bitterness So in times when I feel bitter, in times when I feel resentment, I understand that like I am not in my true authentic self and I'm not, you know, I am conditioning to an energy that is not my own. And so in human design, they talk a lot about deconditioning and coming back to who you are and who your energy is and, and what best suits you. And so with that, Along with all those things I just mentioned, there's strategies for your energy types. There's authority, so like you're given authority, like how you should respond to difficult situations that are po- are coming up to you, or how you make decisions. Um, there's your profile type, and then if you ever look up your Human Design, it's going to come up like they call it a body graph. It's a big, um, big like body with shapes cut out of all the different centers, the energy centers, or I don't know, yeah, the different centers. It's almost like truly the chakra system. And it's all kind of laid out like that with a couple additional types of areas. And then connecting those um, those energy centers, you have your gates or channels, things like that. So like if you, so you have all these channels that connect um, the pieces, but if it's colored in, you may have the influence of that particular gate of energy energy. So again, don't quote me on all of this. Um, This is just how I what I have gotten out of human design, because we know this is not, not what I do for a living. Um, But yeah, the so I, I know I was saying energy centers, it doesn't yeah i guess the each center within the body on the body graph it represents a certain type of energy and re, and it's all related to different functions in your body so it's like you have your there is a head there is a th- you know a throat there's a heart space you know different things like that again that relate mainly to the chakra system but i i'm not going to go into depth with that because it would be an entire episode all in and of itself but along with that there's also some fun little things too like your suitable or like ideal environment taste and digestion uh there's in a few other ones that are like really fun to look into and so you know speaking on myself going back through these so strategy so strategy has to do with you know how i may go through things in life to best suit my energy type so for me the strategy of a projector is waiting for an invitation waiting for an invitation will bring me to the things that will be most aligned in my life. And like a lot of the time I feel like I can't just sit there and wait for the invitation. Like I want to happen to my life. I want to like do things in my life. And so this is a part of my Energy type that I do need to work on, like deconditioning a little bit. But when I think when it comes down to it, the invitations that I have had, they have been beautiful moments because, you know, if it was a true yes for me, like, yes, that is the invitation I'm looking for. And I'm wanting to do this work or I'm wanting to do this project. It usually always turns out good if it's, you know, deep within my heart space. And so that is also going to bring us to our authority. So the authority is how we may be recommended to make our decisions. And so for me, I'm an emotional authority. And so that means like, I will feel it within my emotions. My emotions are going to guide me through to the right answer. And so, you know, if you ever have that feeling of like, I just know in my gut, I know in my gut that this is the right answer, you might have what is known as a sacral authority. So for emotional authority types, it's important, you know, that we really take time to process. So I've always tried to live by like the concept of giving myself 24 hours on things, you know, letting myself process before I come to... The answer to something. So, like, if I get you know something that really upsets me, it's not good for me to go right back at that situation right away. I need to like calm down, simmer down. I don't want to say calm down, simmer down, but like process. I need to process before I can like have a intellectual conversation about what it is, or even reason about what is going on um the profile type the profile type is also it's it kind of like reminds me a little bit too of like almost like your sun sign but it's like it kind of has to do with like you who you are how you work through this life and so the profile type is made up of numbers and so you can always look up yours for me um i'm a four six and so for me that means there are two really important parts that make me or make up my best flow of alignment, and that is networking. So knowing and connecting to the people that I know and the circle of people that I connect to is going to be really helpful for me. And in my life, an example of how this has played out is like I have always been, you know, able to get jobs in my network of people, and I don't necessarily have to go far out of that to seek that, or at least I haven't experienced that yet in my life. And then the six is um, – it has to do with, like, people with sixes have, like, three stages of life. They have, like, their experimental phase, they have their observation phase, and then they have their role model phase. And so it's kind of broken up almost similarly to, like, where the and return lies. But with those three stages, it's kind of, like, forming you into who you are meant to be. So, like, you in your younger years, you're experimenting, you're trying to find out, you're just trying to, like – You know, get that idea. And then in that second stage of life, you're kind of like sitting back and looking at all that you did, all that you experimented with, trying to make sense of what works for you and what doesn't. And then with all of that knowledge and all of that wisdom, becoming the role model and and, and having that be sort of, you know, an important part of who you are. Uh, So yeah, and then I mentioned talking about centers, gates, and channels. There's so many things that you can look into. But something that's really fun that I noticed um, was for environment. So environment, it's about like not necessarily where you should live, though that would be really cool if you could incorporate that. But how you can make a better environment for yourself – fit to that type so that you can be in the most like comfortable or like at ease situation. And so for me, my environment is caves. And you know, I'm not about to like go live in a cave is basically like what I'm saying about it's not the environment like suitable to where you live. But cave like environments, comfort, coziness, a very like homebody type of situation. That is like, for sure me. And yeah it makes a lot of sense that caves is my environment but I noticed another thing about caves in my teaching and I just wanted to share this really quick so caves people do better when they are sitting um, so like picture a restaurant for example a caves person would never want to sit in the middle of the restaurant caves people would want to sit on the outside of the restaurant with their back to the wall so that they can see outward so it's kind of like when you think about like the if you were in the cave you want to be able to see who's coming in at all times you want to be able to like see what's in front of you. And so for me, I have always had a really difficult time being in the front as a dance teacher. So like being in the front, having the dancers follow me along, um, you know, and, and demonstrating from the front, I have always had like this weird feeling about it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just like, am I self-conscious? Like, am I you know, feeling like I don't want to put myself up front and center? Is it kind of like an ego thing? Like I want to draw back. I want to retreat. I want to like, you know, not put myself up on this like pedestal type of feeling, which obviously like this is all true. Like I don't want to put myself on a pedestal. But, um, you know, what I found when I was like learning about human design, I have so much comfort when I teach from this like from the back, from the sides, and like having that perspective and being able to look out that way, I have become a better teacher by stepping out from the front to go to other angles, to the back, to the sides, to the outskirts. And I think too, with dance, maybe the positive thing about the environment that we're set up in that way is like having the mirror. Like so even though I was in the front, I could still look through the mirror and see the people behind me. But there was still something about it that was still, like, really, like, weird. Um, Obviously, I can demonstrate from the front, and it's fine. I mean, I've been experienced and have been doing this for many years now. But it's just, like, kind of validating to me that, like, oh, this makes sense why I was feeling that discomfort. Because I don't think that everybody else feels that discomfort, but yet I did. Another part about living my design with dance and teaching um, comes down to my energy type. So for projectors, I mentioned that they're really not supposed to be working as much as, say, a generator or a manifesting generator. They don't have the energy within themselves to support them through that. And if they push and push and push through, they are very susceptible to burnout. So it's very important for projectors to rest. And it was funny because, you know, like growing up, I loved taking naps. I mean, if, if I had the time to take a nap, I still would. <laughs> um but people would be like how do you do that like i wake up feeling like gross from a nap like headaches this and that i never felt that way like i always felt rejuvenated and refreshed and i would always take a nap before a dance growing up like i know that sounds really like funny but like it helped me it like really helped me to rest before you know to almost like build up that energy that i needed later in the day and so for me i know that as a projector if i push work and i'm going to talk about this in a second too but if i push work too much i am going to feel that bitterness. I'm going to feel that resentment. And that's not good for me. And that's not good for my business either. So one thing that I noticed, though, is if I'm working and working, and I'm feeling really passionate about the work that I'm doing, like I absolutely love choreographing this piece. And I just put a 4 hour rehearsal on the schedule which I would never do but like <laughs> 4 hour rehearsal for this piece or whatever um I could essentially work through that because it's it's fueling me the passion of what I'm creating is fueling me But if there's ever a moment where I feel like I'm going up against the wall and it's like, okay, this is just not working and I'm trying to push and push against it and my energy is really just not there for it, that is just not a good fit. That is not a suitable moment. And for me at that point, it's better that I take a step back, take a break, and then come back to whatever project it is that I'm working on there. I think they mentioned that, like, projectors shouldn't be working more than, like, three hours a day or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Um, But what I did notice was, you know, I think I mentioned this in other episodes, but, like, I used to spend so much of my day preparing and planning for classes, and I still... I always prepare and plan for class, but I don't let it consume my whole day. Because it was more important for me to find the life in my days and to incorporate that into my teaching than it was to literally sit all day with music and notes and this and that to plan out everything I was doing in the night ahead. Because I also noticed when I planned that much, it didn't leave room for the spontaneous moments that could have happened in my classes. It didn't leave room for my creative juices to flow in my choreography sessions because maybe I already mapped out something else. and. And maybe what I mapped out felt really rigid, but I still went through it anyways because like, this is what I prepared, this is what I planned. And so for me, becoming more flexible in my choreography, becoming more flexible in how I spend my time in the day preparing and planning... Those were things that were huge changes and shifts and I noticed I became a way better teacher at that point in my career and still because of that model that I follow and because I leave room to have life in my days, I am so much more patient as a teacher and I am so much more present within my class experience because I'm not thinking about all the time that I had that day just working and working because I'm spending my time with my students on the work and that is really where my energy thrives and so for For me, that has been a big push for me and also I feel helped me so much get out of my burnout because I was in that really deep burnout and this was something finding this out helped me to shift and look at my priorities differently and realign the way that I was doing things and still found that I could be a very successful teacher even with that so human design i know i only went to like a couple little details and little tangents on it but if you have interest in it i think it is just such an interesting thing to look into um you know living in your design can really help you to feel more connected and more true to the life that you're living and just like with astrology you can take what you resonate with and leave what you don't and you can just really find you know new avenues that may work for you more than how you're living your life now. And so there are a lot of different human design resources out there. My favorite is My Human Design by Jenna Zoe. Um, There's a really nice chart, really easy to follow type of website situation for that, um, but really easy to look through. And then, you know, what I do with my chart is I usually like take the chart, write down the things that I notice are important, and then maybe do like little research here and there on, okay, today I'm going to research my environment type. Today I'm gonna to research my gate. I have this gate, one eight or whatever it is, and I'm gonna look this up and try to find what that, you know, what that is all about. You can also like get a reading done on both your astrology chart and your human design chart. And I did get a reading done on my human design chart and it was so helpful for me. Again, I did that during my burnout period because I was trying to search for and you know find understanding and where I wanted to go and where I wanted to see myself going and what was maybe like true to my nature. So I will leave some notes in the show notes for this and I hope that you found our Halloween episode interesting today as it was so different uh, for dance teacher pep talk, but it's something that has completely shifted and changed the way that I look at how I teach and thought maybe it would be interesting for you as well. So definitely check out the show notes for resources there and again, I hope you have a wonderful Halloween and a great week ahead. On Thursday, I will be dropping an episode all about my goals for November. I like to do that in the beginning of the month because I think it can help to set the tone and maybe get us all on a similar page as we head into the month ahead. So don't forget to check back here on Thursday and happy Halloween, everyone.